Hello, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. For network or show information, visit byteradio.me or call 843-808-0777. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Dr. Alan Laika, and we will be talking about a book that he co-authored with Harriet Tinka called The Secret to Living a Fantastic Life, Two Survivors Reveal the 13 Golden Pearls They've Discovered. Dr. Leica has been acknowledged as one of the leading cosmetic dermatologists in the world for three decades. A pioneer in his field, he is an inventor, author of 17 books and 30-plus academic papers, and for many years, host of the top internet radio show in his subject matter, Inside Cosmetic Surgery Today. In 2003, when visiting Disneyland with his wife and young daughter, Dr. Laika's life changed drastically when he suddenly developed a foot drop. After a battery of tests, it was misdiagnosed ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, and he was told, get your affairs in order. That experience, which initially took him on an emotional roller coaster, was a turning point in his life not willing to give in to the death sentence imposed on him by the doctor, he persistently searched for an alternative and correct diagnosis, and he found it. Realizing that each day was a gift after that, he started to live life differently, and that transformation has led a way of living that he has shared in his book, The Secrets of Living a Fantastic Life, Again, which he co-authored with Harriet Tinka, a former uh, fashion model and woman of distinction. Currently acknowledged as a leading expert in living a fantastic life and turning points, he is a transformational speaker, thought leader, coach, and mentor. And he's here today to share with us some of those golden uh, pearls. But also, you can find out more about Dr. Leica by visiting his website, which is livingafantasticlife.com. And you can find out more about the book by visiting fantasticlifebook.com. Okay, so that I'd like to welcome Dr. Leica to the show. Good day, sir. Well, thank you very much for having me, Robert. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. I'm I'm really looking forward to you have um, a fascinating story and and I, I'm really looking forward to talking about the secrets because you and Harriet have a um, a, a wonderful dynamic <laughs> that kind of comes across in the book. So uh, you know, Harriet is to... an amazing lady. Harriet's amazing lady, and you should get her on your show yourself because she's a, she brings a different vantage point of looking at this, but. You know, yes, my story is fascinating. It it really has been an interesting life that I've led. So um, now, I guess you know, in the introduction, I mentioned that particular um, point in your life that was life changing, um, with the the misdiagnosed misdiagnosis of ALS. Um, take us back to that time. I mean, you know, you're a doctor. Um, you know, 
cosmetic dermatologist, but you're a doctor. And so tell us what that experience was like for you. Well, let me that, tell you Let me tell you about it, okay? I will gladly share it. I was walking with my wife in Disneyland and my youngest daughter, and she turned to me at the end of a hot, sticky day, and she said, what's wrong with you, hon? And, you know, I was taken aback. I hadn't said anything wrong. I hadn't done anything wrong. I hadn't even thunk anything wrong. So I had no idea what she was talking about. And, and, but she persisted. What's wrong with you, hon? Well, geez, I don't know. She said, listen to your foot. You know, my foot had suddenly uh, developed a right foot drop, and it was slapping on the pavement with every step that I was taking. And I said, I haven't got the faintest idea, dear. And she said, neither do I. But when we get back, you better get this checked out. So, you know, being a good husband and your wife tells you that, you better get it checked out. (laughs) So I did. I did. It was a funny, uh, you know, I did everything she said that, so we had CAT scans, we had brain scans, we had scan scans. And you know what they showed at the end of the day, Rob? What's that? They showed absolutely nothing, nothing. The doctors were befuddled. They hadn't got the faintest clue. So I got every test known, every one that you'd ever imagine. I, there must have been a billion dollars worth of tests done. And at the end, they still showed nothing. So I ended up on the doorstep of a world-leading neurologist. They're supposed to have all these answers to these puzzling questions. And this doctor said, you better be sitting down when I tell you this. I said, why? I've got a dropped right foot. He said, no, you don't. You have ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Get your affairs in order. In six months, you're going to be dead. Wow. Wow. That hit me like a ton of bricks. I shot back. Is there a way to prove this? He said, of course there is. It's on autopsy. (laughs) So I shot back. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die to prove you wrong, I said. You know, but what do you do when you're in this situation, Rob? I, I mean, you've been hit by a ton of bricks. A ton of bricks falls on your head all of a sudden all at once. And and uh, and you 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 don't know what to do. You you basically are in limbo. You don't know which way to turn. Well, you go through a grief reaction, and a grief reaction has been defined by Dr. Elizabeth Kubler Ross, who wrote a book on death and dying. And I was going to die. So you go through these phases. You go through anger. You know you're mad as hell. You go through bargaining. Oh God. Please help me. Don't let this happen. I'll do anything if you don't let this happen. (laughs) You go through depression. Oh, my God. I don't know what to do. I'm, you know, and you go through denial. Oh, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm as good as I ever was. I can do anything. This isn't going to bother me. But, you know, none of this was going to work. None of this was going to solve my problem. So I talked to my wife. I said, what do I do? And she said, you know, I don't know what you're going to do, but you're smart. You're smarter than any of these doctors. You can figure it out. Well, that's a load of confidence. But again, (laughs) it's a difficult path. It's a difficult path, Rob. And so what do you do? Well, you know, back in 2003, they had invented this new thing. You might have heard about it. It's called the Internet. I, 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 I think you've heard of that. Were it not for that, I mean, we would not be talking. <laughs> that's right. I mean, this 
this was 2003. It was very primitive right. back then. Mm-hmm. You had mm-hmm. to get in on dial-up connections. Your phone had to connect yes. with some sort of computer, yes. and it would make a weird sound. <laughs> and finally, after about 15 minutes of that, you connect. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was so primitive back then. You couldn't type in things like we do now. You had no Dr. Google. No. You had no nothing like that. Uh, so I had some friends that helped me. They were nerds. They knew all the answers. So with them, I was able to search the Internet, surf the Internet, they called it back then. And I surfed, and I found a doctor in Colorado Springs, Colorado. His name was David Martz. He was a brilliant, wonderful man. But he went through the same thing I did, except he got worse much more rapidly. And he was on his deathbed when doctors from around the world were coming to say goodbye to him. And a doctor from Texas came up and looked at David and said, David, I don't think you have ALS. I don't think you have Lou Gehrig's disease. And David whispered because he was so weak at that time. He said, well, I, I, what do I have? The doctor from Texas said, I think you have chronic Lyme's disease. I think you've been bitten by a tick. And that tick has caused a chronic neurological illness like you have now. So David said, what do I do? The doctor from Texas said, I'm going to start you on treatment, and if I'm right, you're going to get better. And you know, right then and there, a miracle happened. David was like Lazarus. He arose from the dead. He literally, within one week, was back to normal. Wow, I thought, wow, wow, this guy is leading the same path that I did. So I said, I got to go down and see him. And he, I got him on the phone. I phoned all the hospitals in Colorado Springs, and I met up with him at the Methodist Hospital. And he, he talked to me for hours, and he said, can you come down? And I said, when? He said, right now. I said, I can't. It's our Thanksgiving day. My wife's having 50 people over. He said, <laughs> aren't there any planes in Canada? Aren't there any planes? <laughs> Oh, my God. So so I got on a plane. I got down to see him. And, you know, it was the worst flight of my life because at the end of the day, the air comes off the desert and it causes the plane to drop 100 feet, 200 feet all at once. And it's like the drop of doom over and over and over again. So it was a terrible little flight from Denver to Colorado Springs, but but I crawled off the plane. And there was David on the tarmac to meet me. And he said to me, let's talk. And we talked. And, you know, he said, I think history is repeating itself. And he started me on treatment. And I've been good ever since that time until I was one of the leading cosmetic doctors for over 30 years until I walked away about a year ago from my practice to help people and serve them more. Because, you know, as you go through this, you realize you've been given a gift. You've been given a second chance. And you can help people without the difficulty that you've gone through. And right now, Robert, the world needs more help. I think everybody needs help right now. With everything that's going on with COVID, race wars, everything else, I think our world needs some help. But I think we've got some answers for them. And they're covered in our little book. 
The Secrets of Living a, a Fantastic Life, The 13 Golden Pearls Within. Because I met Harriet and we wrote this book about our commonalities, the little pearls we learned along the way. And those pearls are remarkable in that they're in every one of us. They are found each and every one of us and people can find a better way to learn and live their life. Yeah, Harriet has also a very compelling story too. So yeah, I'll certainly have to check in in with her. Um, so now in this in the book you have um, stories. You, you've included stories. Tell us about uh, those. How, how those were chosen and why even have have that format. You know, I figured that when we were going to write a book like this, I wanted to make this book really special. I wanted to make it different than every other book out there. So each story, each chapter leads first with a quote from a celebrity, and then it goes into a story, a story that everybody can take and, and make it their own. You see, stories were lacking in this day and age, Rob. I think people need stories. And these are more than stories. These are little, little parables that people can take and really find the hidden meaning of them. And each and every one of those stories has something in it that people can really find remarkable and wonderful. These are some of the golden pearls I re-talk about. And each one of these is a little golden pearl inside of it. So now, how did you and Harriet um, decide on the pearls? You know, because you know, as I'm going through and looking at them, I mean, you've got like love, inspiration, victory, vulnerability. I mean, there are so many unique um, facets. How did you? Well, let me let me tell you about decide. that one because that was a mm-hmm. little bit hard. You know, we actually started with 20 golden pearls, but, you know, okay. it was like drinking from a fire hydrant. There was just too much <laughs> there. It was like people right. were overwhelmed with it. So when we gave it to uh, people to read, they said, we love this book, but it's like having a banquet upon a banquet upon a banquet. So we combed uh, down this book to the first 13 golden pearls, and the second book we'll be putting out maybe four to six months We'll have the rest of the pearls in there for people to really take home and really learn. But the 13 golden pearls were specifically chosen from those 20, so everybody could take the message home. Take, for example, the chapter on forgiveness, okay? Forgiveness is not a natural thing. Hate is a natural thing. That's what protects us from the wild animals and the things that are going to harm us. But, you know, forgiveness is so important for us to move forward in this world. Because without forgiveness, we don't have hope. Without, with forgiveness, we don't have a way really to get forward and really to learn a better path. Forgiveness is done not for, for the other person. It's for yourself. Mm. Because, you know, when a snake bites you, it's not the snake that kills you. It's the venom that goes throughout your system. So you need to get that venom out. And that's what forgiveness does. Forgiveness cures you and heals you. You know, Harriet was uh, a victim of a stabbing. Uh, She was kidnapped and she was left for dead. Now, she could have chosen a path 
where she could have been mean all her life and not living a proper life. But, you know, mm-hmm. she chose the path of forgiveness. She forgive, she forgave her captor, and she was able to get back to a loving, wonderful person that she is. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, it is a very tough one, you know. Um, and you're right, it really is – it is really for you, that for the individual giving forgiveness um, – that it, it is for them, and uh, you know, when it comes to Harriet, yeah, it could have, you know, I know so many. Right now, we're seeing a lot of people who have um, been wronged, um, but are taking that um, more aggressive. Um, forgiveness doesn't seem to be anywhere in the neighborhood, <laughs> you know, that that it really needs to be. You know, I'm going to tell you a story about forgiveness, and I'm going to take it about out of our context so that people will understand it. You know, in India, there were race wars between Muslims and Hindus, and there were very violent clashes between them. And it resulted in two countries, Pakistan and India. But during those times, before the two countries formed, there were terrible race wars. And a Hindu killed the Muslim. He killed them, and he was mortified by what he had done. And he went, and he asked Mohatma Gandhi, what can I do to find salvation? And Mohatma said, you know, you must go into the streets, and you must find a child who is now homeless because their parents were killed in this, in this clash. And you must raise them, but you must not raise them as a Hindu. You must raise them as a Muslim. And that way you'll find salvation. Do you understand what Mm. we're saying there? How important it is to walk in the other man's shoes and and really understand what the other person has done? And it was Martin Luther King that said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Heat cannot drive out heat. Only love can do that. And I think at the same time, Forgiveness must be part of that. You know, when South Africa became a nation, there was apartheid going on, and there were blacks that were kept in subjugation, and they were treated very badly. And they feared there was going to be a bloodbath when there was the change of power. But, you know, Desmond Tutu found the Truth and Reconciliation Commission for people to get a better life and to understand there was a better path. And he, he really made that the way that it was. So there was no bloodbath, and people forgave one each other. Uh, it, it's important to realize that. You know, forgiveness is giving, up, is giving up the hope that the past could have been different. You know, you yeah, can't forget yeah. about the past. It's there. No, no. But you must accept right. that the future can be better than what it is. And that's from Oprah Winfrey saying that. You know, forgiveness is a very fundamental station of all this. And that's why I bring in these quotes from very important people, because their wisdom helps us to carry through these situations where there's a lot going on. Believe me, I'm not the world's smartest person, but I have lived (laughs) a, a life that's full. And I think that wisdom can help people in this day and help them to to make a step forward. You know, jet pilots do not have rear-view mirrors. They don't look back. 
They only look forward. And I think this is where we have to look at is where we want to be, not where we were. Yeah, I'm, you know, one of my views of everything, this, this dynamic period that we're in, is that it's you know, creating um, a whole lot of opportunity for people to um, to look at, um, to examine their life and, and, and priorities and, and um, you know, recognize some things that we maybe took for granted, like um, uh, close contact with others, you know, hugs, all those kinds of things that, you know, were taken for granted. Now, you know, having to be without them for a while, we recognize um, a little bit more of who we are, you know, by what we're missing. Well, exactly. And, and this comes down to attitude. And it was Christopher Reeve, the person that played Superman, who was uh, tragically died after becoming a quadriplegic, falling off a horse. He said, you played the game, uh, your, the hand you're dealt. I think the game's worthwhile. That's what you got to realize. The game's worthwhile. You've got to change your attitude and, and realize the game is what it is. Now, it's our statement over and over again. It's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. And that's where I think everybody should realize. It's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. That's what I'd like everybody to take a step back. And in that, I'd like to tell one of our stories if we have time, Rob. Please do. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. And okay. we're going to, by the way, well, listeners, I just, one second, I just want to let listeners know that we're going to be taking a break shortly, um, and if you want to call in and ask Dr. Laika any questions, you can call in at 619-789-4359, those listening live online. If you have a question you want to ask, go ahead and type it in. Okay, so I just wanted to get that out there in case anybody wanted to call in. Lovely. Thank you, Robert. That's so kind. Now, one of my pearls is enthusiasm. And enthusiasm is one of the few things that you can bring every day. It's the game changer. It's something that takes a dull day and makes it into a fantastic day. So let me talk to you about a person that had lost his enthusiasm. His name was Fred. He was a carpenter. He had worked for 35 years for the same boss. He just didn't have it anymore. He realized that his enthusiasm was gone. So he went to his boss and threw his keys on the boss desk and said, I'm done. That's it. I'm gone. The boss was taken aback. I mean, this was his best master carpenter. He realized that the boss was, that, that he, he was going to lose something valuable here. And he said, Fred, can you do just one more thing for me? Fred thought about it and said, of course, boss, I've loved it here. I've loved every minute I've worked here. I'll do anything for you, okay? The boss said, okay, can you build me just one more house? Only you can do it. You're my master carpenter. So Fred said, of course, I'll do it. But you know his heart was not into it. Every day he dragged his butt to work, and he barely got the work done. He just didn't have it. He'd work two hours, whereas in the old days he'd work 12, he'd work 14, he'd work 18. He worked whatever it would take. He loved it before, and now he couldn't even do it. And he did shoddy workmanship this time. And at the end of the day, the house barely passed inspection. And when it passed inspection, he went to the boss, and he said, I'm done, this is it. The boss said, just wait a minute. Just wait one minute, he said. Everybody, this is Fred's last day. He's, I hope he enjoys his retirement. And I have a special gift for him. Fred, 
You see these keys for the last house you created? I'm giving it to you. I want you to live in it all the days of your life and enjoy it with all the enthusiasm you brought to the work. Did you understand what that's all about? This is the thing. You can't bring enthusiasm just on Monday or Friday or Tuesday. You got to bring it every day of your life. If you don't bring it every day of your life, you're not going to live the life that you really should do. So that's the story of enthusiasm. Please bring it every day. Yeah, it's very important. And uh, so why golden pearls? You know, I, it wasn't until I read your book that I realized that there were such real things as golden pearls. Yes, and well, let's go through that. Golden pearls actually exist. They exist in the South Pacific and in places like Indonesia and Southern Philippines. Now, they're very, very rare. Golden pearls are made because an irritation goes into the lining of, a, of an oyster, and that oyster doesn't like the irritation. That trauma causes it to wall it off with this beautiful material called luster, and particular pearls make these uh, golden pearls. Now, they're extremely rare, and when they are made, a single solitary pearl can cost upwards of $10,000. But the thing about a pearl, it's the result of trauma. And it's the result mm -hmm. of trauma that brings out this beautiful thing. And this is a metaphor for what happened to Harriet and I, that the trauma caused us to bring out a beautiful thing. In fact, several beautiful things. So that's why we call these golden pearls. And these golden pearls are in every one of us. We just have to look hard and find them and bring them to the surface. And when we do, that's when you live a fantastic life. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, um, it's what, especially during these times, you know, that's really kind of important to remember because so many people are going through traumatic and challenging situations. And, um, you know, a lot of times it's hard to, you know, recognize that, it's, you know, maybe creating the pearl inside you. Um, but, um so, so if people out there are going through that right now, um, and you keep going through it, recognize you're just getting a bigger pearl. <laughs> that's all you're doing is making well, a bigger pearl. That's what I mean. And, you know, it, it's the hardships in life that actually make us mm -hmm. stronger. You know, it's the difficulties that make us better people. And it's for us to realize that the difficulties are what make us what we are. Now, I wouldn't go back and wish that I went through the experiences that I did. But, you know, they made me a better person for it, just like Harriet's experiences made her better for what she went through. And she gives back by helping people that are in a similar situation that she was in. She works in women's homeless shelters. And, you know, 20% of our book is going to those, those shelters for people that are in abused situations so that they can overcome their trauma as well. So part of this book is to help solve some of the, the problems in this world and help to make it a better world at the end of the day. Yeah, very much. Well, we're at that halfway point here, Dr. Lucas. I'm going to go ahead and take the it's a quick 90-second break. Um, and then when we come back, um, I want to talk about gratitude. You have gratitude um, involved, and um, it just there's a little story. So I want, I want to talk about that one when we come back, okay? Absolutely. Thank you very much, Robert. Sure. I'm sure. looking forward Everyone. to coming back. 
Okay, everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,400 shows we have had over the past nine years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, photography, a wellness store, and self-publishing assistance. Our show is a free podcast on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on many social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms at the top of our homepage. Our website, byteradio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us again today. My very special guest is Dr. Alan Laika. Um, He, along with Harriet Tinka, co-authored the book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life. Two survivors reveal the 13 golden pearls they've discovered. Um, Again, you can find out more about Dr. Laika by visiting the website, livingafantasticlife.com. And you can find out more about the book by visiting uh, fantasticlifebook.com. Okay, so with that, we're back, Dr. Leica. Yes, thank you, Robert. I'd love to be on your show. This is a great show, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, um, I, I, you know, when it comes to synchronicity or coincidences, those are things that I, you know, pay attention to. And one of the things I've noticed over doing doing the show over you know a period of ten years is that sometimes there seems to be like a theme. I mean, you know, guests, you know, people would you know, line up their shows, and it would, and uh, by the end of the month, I would look at the following month and talk, wow, there are there's a theme going on here. And it seems that. Um, just before today's show, I uh, was a guest on another uh, uh, friend's show um, called High Rate to Humanity, um, and her, her name was Nancy. She had mentioned to me that there was one thing that um, our previous conversation that she does now in the, that uh, she picked up in our previous conversation was is that was when I send out um, emails. I use the um, sign-off as uh, with gratitude, you know, because I'm very, you know, usually for guests, I'm just very grateful that they take the time to talk with us. Um, so, um, and then anyway, she decided that, you know, she had always um, fumbled and wondered about, you know, how to sign off. But anyway, she picked up with gratitude. Um, and, you know, sometimes I think gratitude is just underrated. So can you talk a little bit about, your perspective and why you included uh, gratitude. Um, in well, world. sure, and I, I think I think gratefulness or thankfulness is one of the most important things we can really do. You know, being thankful for the breath in and out of my lungs, knowing that this one day will come to an end, just like it almost did for me. It keeps me my heart beating 
for the next smile, the next sunrise, the next sound of a little girl's giggle. You know, thankfulness is one of those things that changes everything in our life. It really makes us so much better for what we what we do and so on. The thing is, if we look at all the good things that we have and all the good things that we've met, all the good things that we have, even the poorest of us in North America are far better than anybody else in any other country. In North America and America itself, we are one of the richest nations in the world. We have so much. We have so much to be thankful for. And it really is something that we really have to give thanks for. And I think people really, really have to realize that's one of the foundations that has to go on with all this. And, and, and you know, I think it was Oprah Winfrey that, that stated this. She said, you know, what you should do is write a gratitude journal and concentrate on three little things every morning before you do anything else. Because when you do, your whole life changes it basically becomes a positive feedback cycle that that when you concentrate the things that are good, more good comes to you. It changes the world from where they are and where they they will be. And it was Willie Nelson, the country western singer, that says, When I started counting my blessings, my whole life turned around. And, and that's what this is about is that when you count your blessings, your life does turn around and your things change, your perspective changes on everything and the world becomes a better place. Yeah, very much so. Now, one of the um, golden pearls, uh, the vulnerable um, golden pearl, had the story of of the butterfly and talking about struggles. And I thought that was a a very interesting story, um, particularly for people right now going through struggle. Um, And um, can you talk a a little bit about that? Because I think it might help. help. Absolutely. I'd love to, Robert. That that's a very important thing, and and I do encourage people to pick up the book because there's more of this in there, and I can only give you a thumbnail sketch on a show like this. But the important thing about vulnerability is this: there was a man who who saw a little uh, a, a, a a cocoon, and the the creature inside was struggling and starting to try and get out of the cocoon. It was turning into a butterfly. It was turning into this beautiful thing. But the man saw that that it was not doing well. So he helped it. He took out a pair of scissors and cut a little hole into the wall of the cocoon so the creature could emerge. But you know, it stopped its struggle and it came out and it was deformed as a result of this. You see, for us to do well, it's the things that challenge us, that make us stronger, that make us better. And just like a butterfly needs to struggle to become a butterfly, it's the same with all of us. You'll never be a beautiful person. You'll never be a beautiful butterfly if you don't take those things that are there. And to do this, you must become vulnerable. Now, Robert, 
none of us like to become vulnerable. It hurts. It right. hurts a lot to become vulnerable and to allow our real selves to come out. But, you know, in a love relationship, if we're not in, in a vulnerable situation with our significant other, we will never grow into that beautiful, loving person and our relationship will not grow that way. You see, for that to come about, we have to risk being harmed. We have to risk that other person is going to hurt us. We have to risk that other person is not going to be the person they are. But if we allow it to happen, the chances are that other person is really going to be exactly what we needed and how life mm-hmm. is going to come about and turn a better way that way. Yeah, yeah, very much. And, you know, the the you know the idea of um, trying to have that outside help, you know, um, to turn into the butterfly, you know, to, there is um, the struggle kind of has to exist um, in a way in, in order to create the, the stronger emerged version of what you're going to be. Absolutely. And I think everybody has to realize, even though it's hard to struggle, even though there's difficulties out there, you know, there's there's things that happen because of those difficulties that you become better. And those difficulties actually define who you are and make you who you are. It is your vulnerability that makes you beautiful. That was said by Brené Brown, who's probably the world's foremost expert on vulnerability in the world. Vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, and creativity. It is the source of hope, empathy, accountability, and authenticity. If we want greater clarity or purpose or deeper meaning in our life, you must become vulnerable. Because without that, you will never have the deeper purpose of meaning. And that's the struggles that we go through that allows that to happen. Yeah. And and I think vulnerability is like right high up on a lot of people's um, scale right now um, with everything that has, has happened, uh, the kind of the earth, the dynamic nature of things, you know, really has, has uh, people shifting. Now, one of my favorite topics since my show is bringing inspiration to earth, of course, is inspiration. And that was your, in the book, the, your golden pearl number two. Um, so now I love the story, the little girl that could, that kind of went along with that. So can you talk about, I always am interested in hearing one's perspective on inspiration. So, well, let me tell you the little story, because this Mm -hmm. was my daughter. This was my daughter, and she was young, and she was just, we called her Nini at the time. Her real name is Stephanie, and she had this thing that she was going to tie her shoes one day. And, 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 you know, she got really frustrated because she couldn't do it. But she kept on trying. She kept on saying, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. On doing it over and over and over again. And it was her trial, her trivial. Every time she'd do it, she'd fail. Every time she'd do it, she'd fail. So we went to a store and we found a, a per, a, a, this, this doll that had shoelaces to tie. The doll was a clown. And he would, she would keep on tying his shoelaces. And finally... Finally, after days of trying, she actually got it done. And she was 
able to tie those shoelaces. And she said, you know, Dad, it really wasn't that hard. It was really easy. I knew I could. I thought I could. I, I knew it was the easiest thing in the world to do. And, you know, that's what life is all about. You know, a lot of times it's the demons that keep us in our place. And, you know, studies have shown that 94% of all worry we do is not worthwhile. It's always something else. We're worried about failure. We're worried about things that will happen. And they do not come true. So you need to really understand that, that it's inspiration with this. My friend Harriet Tinka said, live an inspired life. Be the inspiration for somebody else. Accept the inspiration given to you. You know, those are very, very key words. Inspiration, you do know what the word, where the word inspiration comes from, Robert? No, no. It's a Latin word, as many of our words are, and it means in the spirit, inspire, and it means a breath of life. That's what the word inspiration is. So when you look at it, that's what we're doing when we're getting inspired. We're getting a breath of life. Now, inspiration comes from two sources. One is inside of you, and, and that's where your attitude and your tenacity and all the other things come to it. But the other one is outside of you. You could get inspired by going for a walk in the forest. That's one of my favorite things to do. You can get inspired by looking at a picture and going to an art gallery and see the beautiful works of art there. I've always loved a day at the art gallery because that inspires me. It helps me see the world in a different way. You can do it by reading books, and I have more books than you'll ever imagine that I've read <laughs> cover to cover, and I try to read a book a week, and I have always tried to do that all my life. So your inspiration can come anywhere, but the inspiration that's so important is, is, is to come to you and let it come out so that your inspiration will be something that will pass. Now, there is no passion to be found playing small and setting for a life that is less than the one you're capable of living. That came from Nelson Mandela. You should really set big goals and make the world a better place. Here, I'm, I let a book come to be in the great pandemic of 2020. People told me, there's no way you're going to write a bestseller. There's no way. Look at what's going on. My book became a bestseller two weeks ago. Okay? And that was just on the pre-sales of the book. So the important thing is if you have a goal, a dream, let it happen. Don't let anything get in your way of letting it happen. That's, that's the thing about being inspired, that your beliefs, your world is what you make of it. It's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. Yeah. Yeah. In my show sign-off, I think the last line is, um, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch. And um, that was, God, I've used that, that for like, you know, eight or nine years. Um, but, you know, that's I've always felt that, you know, a lot of times when people think about inspiration, they think about the internal inspiration, you know, um, forgetting that there is also the, you know, 
as well being inspired it's good to to inspire you know that the the ability to inspire others is is really a i think a great gift that people can give and in that regard i'd like to give your whole audience a bit of a gift if that's possible uh, if they could text me the words golden pearls golden pearls to 18197172515 that's 18197172515 they will get a golden pearl a week and every day every week you will get a new golden pearl to help inspire you and live a better life i i think that's very important in this day and age today i got a golden pearl that said Everybody has a purpose from Dolly Parton. Now that is very important and very powerful. Last week we got I got a golden pearl on vulnerability. So each day you get this, it'll be like a mantra carrying your the meaning deeper into your soul and into your spirit. And you'll get 52 of these, one a week for 52 weeks. Again, this is my gift to your audience because I'd love them to have a fantastic life like I've lived. Great. That, that's wonderful. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, it's always good to have um, a little bit of a reminder, I think, you know, and um, and there's nothing wrong with that. So now, uh, what if you were to say pick one of the 13, um, what was your favorite? Or, I mean, we may have already talked about it, but, I mean, is there – there is there another one that really you know kind of you feel would be really helpful right at this particular period in time you know i think all the pearls are very special all the 13 mm-hmm. and in mm-hmm. fact one i've given as a golden pearl that was an extra one was on fear and i'm going to mm-hmm. speak on that right now because there's so much fear going around there's so much fear that everybody's having And it was Franklin Delano Roosevelt that said, we only have fear, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And we really have to realize that fear is something we should overcome in our regular day. And we wrote a whole chapter on fear and how a person can come to that. And in that regard, I also wrote, we wrote a very powerful chapter on empowerment and how you can become empowered in this world. So our book starts with the uh, the golden pearl of love and ends in an empowerment. And we throw in a chapter on how to overcome fear as well. So it's perfectly designed for this day and age on what everybody needs to help heal their soul and heal their spirit and become inspired and become the people that they want to be. You know, this people can look at this and say, this is a terrible time in our existence. Or they can look at this as a renaissance where people can come out of the dark ages and start a new life. And I think this gives us an opportunity for a renaissance to a bloom. Yeah. Now, what, one of the topics is, is laughter. And I just, whenever I kind of look at that, it just makes me laugh. But thinking that um, I used to, gosh, when I used to be, grow up and there was something that was supposed to be serious and that we had to really, you know, take to heart. It was always, this is not a laughing matter, you know, and uh, and I just think, you know, what we're going through right now, it's it's really not. But within this, um, is it even more important to incorporate some laughter? Oh, I, you know, 
you know, laughter is one of the most important things that you could ever do. I think it's God's gift and it's proof that there is a benign being because he gives us the ability to laugh when we're having problems. And I think that's really, really what we need sometimes now is a good laugh. Nothing brings your brain and body together than a good laugh. Laughter is one of the fundamental things that we always must realize that something is there. And in that regard, you know, scientists have actually studied the world's funniest joke. Do you realize that, Robert, that we actually know the funniest joke? Robert (laughs) Wiseman, an English author, Robert Wiseman, he's a psychologist in England, studied all jokes in the world. And he put the jokes all together, and he had people rate them, these thousands and thousands of jokes, and he came up with the world's funniest joke. Would you like to hear the funniest joke? I would would absolutely love to hear it. (laughs) Okay. Now, there was two hunters. They were going out in the woods, okay? One dropped down. He looked like he was dead. His buddy didn't know what to do. He said, buddy, buddy, wake up, wake up. His buddy didn't move. So he brings out his cell phone. You know, cell phones can be reached anywhere now. So he brings out his cell phone, and he calls the operator. Operator, operator, help me, help me. My buddy looks dead. The operator says, calm down, sir. I can help you. Uh, You know, could you please make sure he's dead? So the phone drops down. You can hear the click of a gun and a discharge, a big bang. He comes back to the phone, and he says, He's dead. Now what do I do? (laughs) Robert, that's got to be the world's worst. It is funny. I mean, do you laugh when somebody slips on a banana peel? Do you laugh when the person slips on I laugh. I I mean, you're supposed to laugh, aren't you? It's not funny, but it's funny. And it's the improbabilities in life that are the funny things, okay? It's the things that aren't supposed to be funny that are funny. And that's really what it's all about, okay? If you don't laugh at it, and I'm going to tell you one other little story that happened yesterday. Harriet and I were doing a photo shoot for some publicity pictures, and Harriet is a beautiful black lady, okay? My friend drives up in his Corvette so that we can take some pictures with it, and she's at the car. And then my neighbor rocks die, and she says, Dr. Laika, you have some secrets here. I, I said, yes, I do. Spill the secrets. And I said, I'd like you to meet my co-author. Her name is Harriet Tinka. And she helped me write a best-selling book. The author thought, uh, the neighbor thought there was some hanky-panky going on. And I said, no, this is my co-author. She's a beautiful lady, and she really has helped me write a best-selling book. It's number one on Amazon. She took a double take. She says, I must buy that book. So, again, that was funny. That was funny because it's the improbability right. of events that go on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we do need more of that. So, um, what would you say that you hope that the readers will take away um, from reading The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life? I hope they learn a couple of things. I hope they take the golden pearls and put them to heart. I hope they live a better life as a result of them. And I hope they realize the fantastic words that we wrote about it's not what happens to you, it's what you do with what happens. I think that's the most important thing people can do 
is realize it's it's what you do with what happens. And if they would like to get in touch with me to find more meaning, they can get me at Dr. Ellen Leica. That's D R A L L E N Leica L Y C K A dot com. And there's a lot of information on that site. In fact, you can sign up and get a free chapter of my book there. So I'd love you to share in this book and celebrate it. And I'd love you to share it with others. I'd love you really to have a fantastic life like Harriet and I have lived. And I sure would love everybody to have that fantastic life. Yeah, it would be, it's really important. And um, I, I, I apologize for not having the Dr. Allen like a website mentioning that earlier, um, but I'll be sure that it's in the show page description so people um, can uh, be sure to go to that. Robert, um, so, you have absolutely uh, nothing to apologize for. Your show was perfect. <laughs> okay. Well, I just I appreciate that, and, and um, I'm going to go ahead and make sure anyway that that uh, we go and, and get that in because that does have and put um, and put the phone number in there for them to get the the pearls. Yes, get the get the pearls in there. That phone number that I gave you to get the pearls that would help. Okay, that was here. That was eight one nine uh, one eight one nine. Uh, seven one seven two five. I can't read my own writing. What was the? Uh, okay, I'll read it to you, you again. One eight one nine seven one seven two five one five. That's one eight one nine seven one seven twenty five fifteen. Text me golden pearls, pearls with an S, and you'll get a golden pearl a week for fifty two weeks. Great. Well, thank you about that. And uh, our our show goes out on many platforms. So, so over the weeks, we hope that uh, you'll be spreading those pearls um, with everyone, uh, a lot more people. So, oh, by the way, I it. do, I do uh, hope you can come back when you have that next strand written up. <laughs> and I will. And I would like to invite you to come on my podcast as well. I do one called The Secrets of Living a Fantastic Life and certainly get my co-author on your show as well because she'll even give another perspective for this. Perfect. Yep, we will. Let's let's just make it happen. So thank you very much for your time, Dr. Luck. I really enjoyed our conversation. You know, it was my thrill and my privilege to be on your show. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, and I thank your audience for listening to me. You're very welcome. And again, everyone, today my very special guest has been Dr. Alan Leica, and we've been talking about the book that he co-authored with Harriet Tinka, and the book is called The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life. Two survivors reveal the 13 golden pearls they've discovered. Um, again, and, uh, check out, I have in the show page description, links to the websites, and also do call in, uh, text in the word golden pearls, to one eight one nine seven one seven two five one five, and uh, start getting your weekly pearls. So everyone, thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Blog Talk Radio iTunes, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. To follow our show, visit our homepage at byteradio.me 
and select the platform you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Byte Radio Me. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.